Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Alan Few Rangers podcast. My name's Carl McDuff and I'll be your host as always. This week we're back with another episode of 10 Questions where we get a different guest on every week to answer their set 10 questions on their time following Rangers. This week I'm delighted to introduce our guest. He's a good Rangers fan. One of our own, James Murray. How you doing, mate? How you doing, Carl? Good to hear from you, mate. Good having you on, mate. Good having you on. Um, how are you feeling for your podcast debut? Oh, I love it. I love it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not nervous in it. In that way. It's, not an, it's not an interview or anything like that, so I'm all right. <laughs> oh, did I not tell you you're getting a job after this, um, if you pass? No. Well, if it's well paid, then I'm, I'm up for that. Happy days. I am. Um, if you want a, a, a job in the Gallant View, you can get well paid, well paid in YouTube abuse. Um, that's yeah, about yeah, the only benefit we get. Ah, <laughs> uh, don't do that, mate. But no, cheers for coming on, Jamesy. Um, so before we get into the questions, mate, um, do you want to tell the listeners a bit about yourself and um, how you came about following the Mighty Rangers? Aye. Uh... It's a rad, you know what, it's such a random one how I became a Rangers fan. Uh, I loved, I used to love, in, uh, when I was, obviously when I was at school, and primary school, I loved in Erskine. So I ended up moving to, uh, but then I moved to Bishopton. And then I went, but so, and I moved, so I moved to school to Bishopton Primary. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, at this time, I, I wasn't interested in football at all. And then there was a guy I loved just across the street. Uh, he came over to introduce himself to me, the same age as me, it was in my year at school. Uh, and he says to me, do you follow football? And I says, no, no, I don't know anything about it. And he says, oh, you should, you should follow football, you should support Rangers. Uh, and I was like, so, you know, it's like, you want to make new friends. So uh, ever, ever since that day, I became a Rangers man. That's how I became a Rangers supporter. I hope you're still pals with that guy, because you've got a lot to thank him for. Oh no, I'm still pa- I'm still still pals with him. He, he lives over he lives over in China now. He's a uh, go, uh, golf coach, 
Uh, so, but I, uh, and then he stopped supporting Rangers and started supporting Morton. And I'm like, right, okay, fair enough. Bizarre, but no, he's... So I've got a lot to thank him for. Ah, he's done your turn there, mate, big time. So, um, that's that's one of the more unique stories we've had there for all Rangers, but needless to say, fell in love um, ever since then, mate, aye. Oh, I was, well, most most of the time, I frustrating, frustrating sometimes, but <laughs> some of the, some of the days in this game, you know, they can take that away if you can. Uh, it's like any good relationship. Sometimes you do wonder why am I still doing this, but you're just trying to take yourself away, can you? I know. The, the, the thing, the, the only time I've stopped watching a Rangers game was a game against you like recently. I just stopped watching after two home, uh, but that's the last I'll mention. I'll mention it. Aye. I know that's uh, this is mainly a positive, um, positive podcast with these questions. Getting yeah, any I... questions themselves, mate. Um, so we'll run through them one by one. But obviously, following Rangers for 20 30 years, how hard was it to narrow it down to one answer for Mason? Them? Good question, actually. I think, see, based on what the questions are, I actually think it was. It was relatively easy. There was only there was only, there was only two that I found that I found difficult to answer, uh, but and they're possibly the controversial ones because uh, one of them, the Sasa Papacho Award. I don't know if this person was an unsung hero or not. That's the only thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this person was also my favourite Rangers player. So right. Well, that's um, you know we'll come to it as we go through the questions. But what I really love about these getting different people on, Jamesy, is, is their interpretation of the question and it's how they take and how they view the question as well. And that's how you you get so many different answers and so many different points of view. So, no, I'm all, I'm all for hearing it. So, Good. on that one, the first one is absolutely open to interpretation, your favourite Rangers goal. So some people take this to be the best goal they've seen in terms of quality, the most important goal they've seen, or just the one that everything clicked and they celebrated the most. It might have been there or whatever. But what's your favourite Rangers goal? Favourite Rangers goal has got to be, I think it's based, based well, it's the Yelovich goal in the League Cup final when we beat Celtic 2-1. Aye, I remember it well. I remember it well. I think it was because we were expecting it. We've been in it. Like, I think we just got beat by them uh, just before, uh, a couple of weeks before that. We go play uh, the shop. We did. Uh, and then uh, I think we had a few players that were injured as well. And then when it got, when it got to extra time, I started thinking, so what? Nah, this isn't going to happen. I was in the loading with all my mates as well for it. Uh, so, I mean, in the, spe- the fact that it looks like it's, it bounces back into the net as well, it's one of the best parts of it. We thought it had gone wide. Uh, so I'd probably say I'd probably say it was that one, but it's it's not an easy one to pick. But I'd say that one stands out the most. What was it about that one, mate? Um, probably a few things on through my head because it's we knew that was going to be Walter Smith's last time at Hamden. Obviously, beating Celtic at any point as well, but in a cup final is a bit more special. What is it about that goal that stuck out for you? I think it was based on the fact that we were all. It was, I was with. I was with all my mates. Celtic were. Celtic had been creating lots of chances, uh, and because I'm not always confident when we went to an old thumb game, but that one, I was. I was totally convinced we we're going to lose the game, uh, and the chances Celtic missed in that match as well. Uh, so it was just. I think it was based on a lot about the day and the fact that I didn't. I didn't think we we're going to win. Mm-hmm. Aye. Um... 
gives you that 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 sense of underdog or sense of over achievement. It just makes it all the more special, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, no, it was it was, it was, a, it was a brilliant day, uh, and it wasn't even the best of goals. It was just it was just a scrappy goal. The fact that it just bobbles it bobbles into the net, but no, a great day out. I know that the fact that it, as you mentioned, hits the left post, bounces out towards the goal, and then rolls back in off the other post. <laughs> bizarre. Then. I always remember the wee chant. Um, I, I was at the game on my way back to the Viceroy and. Um, the street watchers <laughs> screaming the ball was a prodigy. Um, I quite enjoyed that. That gave me a wee chuckle. <laughs> no, but after a, a solid start and your ten questions, mate, uh, a goal to to beat Celtic in the League Cup final <laughs> can't get much. That's, that's a good start. Aye, dynamite start. So on to question number two, man. Where's the strangest place you've watched the Rangers game? That's got to be a pub in Australia. Uh, I was over travel Australia at the time. Uh, for I'll, I'll tell you a funny story about that in a minute. Actually, uh, I was over, supposed to over in Australia for for a year traveling. Uh, I can't remember the fact. I think that the game ended up finishing nil nil. But I was go. I'd been trying to find lots of lots of pubs in Sydney to watch it, but they they don't allow mixed supporters over there. So I had to. And, You've got a lot of Irish people that are travelling, so I'm struggling to find somebody watch it. And then eventually I found this pub down a wee alleyway uh, and it had Rangers or Rangers supporters in it. But that's probably, I'd say that's definitely the strangest place I've watched, and watched, uh, watched the Rangers game. But I was supposed to go for a year. We ended up winning the league that year, 3 0 away to Dundee United. Aye. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because we hadn't won the league for three years, uh, I just caught my views of shot and went home so I could watch us <laughs> win the league. <laughs> That is fucking commitment, mate. Fair play to you there. <laughs> well, see, the thing is, based on the, based on the time of day it is, obviously, if it's an early kickoff here, it's like, what, I think it was like two in the morning over there. Mm-hmm. So we beat Selig 1 0 that season. Uh, Stephen Davis has scored. Uh, maybe like a few games left. I spent I spend the full night sitting up on the phone to my, on the phone to my wee brother, him, to, him videoing the game for me. Uh, and then I'm then I'm working two hours later because uh, I'm getting up at six in the morning to go and work over there. So at that time I was like, "Great, right, we're in my chance of winning this league. Here. I'm I'm going home." So still an eminent slide back home. Was it worth it? Cutting your holiday shot? Oh, it was worth it, mate. Let me assure you that it was definitely worth it. Amazing. Um, you're two for two, mate, in terms of strong answers. My um, league cup final goal and. Travelling for the other side of the world to come see your team win the league, mate. Um, I was starting to paint a very, very strong picture of um, how de- dedicated you are. Yeah, happy days, mate. Right, mate. So, kind of along the same token, mate. So, I don't know how um, how often you do get to games, but what's um, what's your been, been your best away day or best away trip uh, following Rangers? Oh... Do you know what I was thinking? I was, do you know what? I had actually put down Seville because I went to Seville because it's just a day and everything, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm actually going to change my answer. Uh, to Mid-pod. Be, yeah, mid-pod, aye. Uh, because it was... We beat Selig 3-1 at, Park, three one at Parkhead. Uh, they took the lead just for half time. And then uh, I think Levin scored an OG, then Kenny, Kenny Miller scored two. Aye. It was... 
but the one where Willie Coleman was looking the other way and gave us a penalty. <laughs> ah, yeah, I remember that one. Oh, what a day that was! Like I went, it been out to, uh, I don't know, to a mate's house up in Glasgow. Uh, it was what, about seven o'clock in the morning, uh, and it was one of my mates had told me about it because his brother was mates with this guy, uh, and so I hadn't even met him. So when I got there, expected just us. You've got about 10 people in this guy's flat. He, and he was, it's one of these this big posh places in Glasgow. Mm. Uh, and you've got 10 people in there. I'm like, it's quarter past seven in the morning. Uh, obviously, I'm far too old for that kind of thing now, right? Because uh, this is obviously a good time ago. But no, do you know what? I'd probably say that one because we ended up walking in straight into Glasgow after it. And then it turned into a full day sesh. But yeah, I've changed, I've changed my answer mid-pod. Woofed. Um, I love that. Just gone with your gut. Um, that has to be commended. So, so on that game, mate. Um, probably asking you about that game and the current affairs at the same time. That was back when we had uh, seven and a half thousand allocation. Um, so that must have been carnage on the day. That must have been amazing to be involved in, especially winning the party then amongst that. What was that like, and what's your thoughts on? Um, how we've changed the allocation now? Well, I think don't get me wrong. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind if it went back to the allocation it was, but you can't have a full stand behind the goal of Celtic fans. Uh, it's basically like a home game in the second half for them. Aye. Mm-hmm. Put it this way: if any Celtic player would rather score in front of that stand than what they probably would in a home game against Rangers, uh, they're just. I don't think there should be a full stand of Celtic supporters for them shooting down that end in what is always the second half. See, if, but on the other hand, if they gave us the fans right behind the goal and not just away over in the corner, I'd, then I'd be I'd be fine with that. But I don't see that happening. Mm-hmm. I know it's one of the ones you can't have your cake and eat it. Isn't it? It's um, I get it. it's it's brilliant going to Parkhead, especially when you win uh, and having a big allocation there, but. It means that uh, a you have the seven and a half thousand in the Brimwin um, for Ibrox, and that's not only as a as for the Celtic fans, it's stopping Rangers season ticket holders potentially getting that game as well. So as a catch twenty two, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. But on that day, so what was the atmosphere like um, that day? Oh no, it was un- it was unbelievable. It's just, it's like it dominated the whole first half. The thing is, we had, we were terrible in the first half, and then you know what it's like. They've scored just before half. They've scored just before half time, uh, and I'm, we, I was actually I probably shouldn't say it, but I, I, th- I thought it was going to be the, the vintage second half terrible performance. So they're going to win easily, but we just second half. I don't even think they had a chance. Uh, it was it was odd and what uh, don't get me wrong it made it it did it did make it better that there were seven thousand Rangers fans there <laughs> even though I'm criticising the, the fact that they should have get it back but it, it definitely made it better uh, it was just I think I lost my voice that day actually in fact I ended up with food poisoning as well I put a hot dog there at half time ended up with food poisoning uh, it doesn't surprise me that Madden I'll be honest mate um, uh, you know <laughs> hell Menji for trusting the um, the forces are evil. We we are lunch. That's um, but no, it's it's a midden. We know that, didn't we? Um, so that must now extend to the food chaos. So I'm not surprised at that at all. Yeah, well, I know I'm not surprised either. <laughs> um, 
any any next question, mate. So on the subject of uh, being at games, what's uh, what's the funniest thing you've ever seen at a Rangers game, Jamesy? Oh, this is this is this is, this is one of one of those that I, I didn't know. I, I wasn't sure. Uh, Listening to podcasts, I think quite a few people struggled to this one. Uh, but I'd have to say it was my brother and nephew managed to get tickets for Rangers away to St Johnston, like at last at last minute. It was a few a few seasons back. And then me and my dad sitting sitting down and watching Sky, and then straight up the first thing you see the camera. Just it's they two that appear right in front of the <laughs> camera, and I mean, me and my dad just looked at each other to say, did, "Did that just happen?" It was just they two right in front of it, and you just see them standing up cheering. Uh, that was before the before the game started, mind you. But aye, so uh, no, I definitely say that one. But I'd say that was one of the hardest ones. Aye, your brother and nephew did they wear that as a as a badge of honour? Quite my fame that they'd been on the telly at a Rangers oh, game. Trust- uh, trust me, it was still on my brother's Facebook literally two seconds later. I do think the game had started, then he did want to put it on Facebook. Oh, brilliant. I mean, it's always kind of why I be caught in telly, but at the same time, like, I don't want it, kind of gives me the fear. Uh, like, if I, like, if I'm sitting doing something stupid, if I'm sitting tanning a pie and go to the gravy run and do my chin or something, it gives me the fear, the thought of that. <laughs> I, be- I become a meme, you know what I mean? I mean, uh, with no, these podcasts, I'm, uh, there's all the wee video clips here and there that um, take the piss right out of me with my mannerism. So, let's <laughs> try sports. Aye, tanning a pie, it might be. Uh, we'll wait and see. No, that's good, man. That's good. You ever been caught in the telly at a game? Uh, good question, actually. Not that you know of, because you've not been sent the photo of it. I no, I don't know if I no, no, I don't think I have. I've done. Oh, plenty of time yet. Plenty of time yet. So, probably going to start going into some of the more controversial questions, Jamesy. Um, <laughs> the first one, uh, well, the next couple of own Rangers, um, Rangers players in particular. So, who's the who's the Rangers player that you didn't rate, but everybody else seemed to love? I'm not sure if people if people loved it, uh, if people loved them, but I felt he underachieved in performances at Rangers, and I'd say Pedro Mendes. Oh, that is a controversial one, eh? It is. He scored a brilliant goal at Celtic. He scored a he scored a couple a few brilliant goals, but I just, I, I think he was he was so much better than what he did at Rangers. Uh, people remember. I, I feel like people just remember him for the Celtic goal. The goal away to Dundee, the goal away to Dundee United, it's two important goals. But I just felt a lot of time he didn't. Half the time he was just playing it, playing it easy, just easy pass. When he was so, he was capable of so much more. I thought he could. Have, he could I thought he was like a ten goals, uh, ten goals every season kind of player, especially playing Scottish football compared to England. But I do think it is a controversial one. No, but um, as much as I did love Pedro Mendes. I can kind of see some of the point you're making. Like it's still controversial, but the and I don't want to make excuses for him. But he could tell he's one of the players who, when the quality of opposition lowered, he he struggled to adapt to that at times. So I think I get about maybe games against the likes of St. Martin or St. Johnston or whatever at home, like that kind of bottom tier level. Um. We were dominating the ball, and we need kind of we need a bit more aggressive forward thinking um, attack. 
that was not quite his game. But where he did plough his trade was in the what uh, was in in the big games. He was a big game player, wasn't he? Oh no, nah, he was especially that's the thing. I think that's why he got he got got away with the fact that he wasn't consistent because of the fact that he he was a big game player. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Aye, so uh, I can't wait till this goes out and see the comments. <laughs> and and um, Pedro, Rendel, Pedro Mendes, uh, may know you're not a list, but no, fair enough, mate. I can kind of see see why you've why you've brought that yeah. in. I'm, 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 not, I'm not saying it was bad for us, but it could do it could do better. No, the the Daily Record the day after um, this headline goes out will be James Murray says Pedro Mendes is pish. You'll be getting letters to your work and everything, mate. Um, uh, no, that's no, the headline. So, 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 uh, no, wouldn't surprise me actually. <laughs> so, on the other side of that coin, mate. Um, the next question is the Sasa Papach Award. So this is obviously named after the ultimate 7 out of 10 unsung hero at the time, Sasa Papach. So without picking the the man himself, who was your Rangers unsung hero? Well, do you know what? I may actually, I may actually be changing my answer midway through again. Just, the uncertainty just, here is rife for your answers, Jim. Well, do you know what? I'm actually I'm going to change it because I still do think that this guy is a bit of a hero. Like, I had to put Nacho Novo, but I think he's known more as a hero off the pitch because he's anti- his antics, but he's dislike for Selic. Aye. But, but he's my favourite ever Rangers player because he scored so many important goals. But I don't think people say they talk about how good he was for Rangers. But I'm actually going to change it, and it's based on the fact that the big games that he played and how well he done. And I'm actually going to see Neil Alexander. It's partly because he's save enough. He's saving the for getting us to the Europa League final. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he played in, he played in the cup uh, cup final against that league cup final did he against Celtic as well? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, we won that as well. He made an amazing save right at the end as well. I think so. Yeah, I do you know? Uh, so I do think Nacho Novo is but is a bit of a hero. Uh, on the park as well a wee bit so do you know what I'm going to go with Neil Alexander No but mate um, I, I can fully get behind you picking Neil Alexander he I didn't pick him in the end but when I recorded mine um, I, he was in contention for me um, 
he was. He, his only issue was he had an elite European goalie in front of him. Exactly. Neil Alexander could have walked into any team in Scotland and most teams in the English Premiership, um, maybe in the bottom half of it at least. But the issue was that Alan McGregor was just that tier above. Rangers were absolutely spoilt and during this period, um, having both of them. And you're right, I think time has got to be really harsh on Neil Alexander because he's not, he didn't grab too many headlines. But when he came in, he was... He was more than competent as a number one, but it's just because McGregor was better. I know that's the thing. No, he is. And don't get me wrong, McGregor made uh, that amazing save away with Werder Bremen. But uh, everybody talks obviously about that save, which is understandable. <laughs> the, the, penalty save, the penalty save Alexander made and his performance in that game as well uh, was outstanding. Albeit Vieri was, but Vieri missed a bit. Six sitters and then skied his penalty. I think I think I still the boss still to land for that penalty actually. <laughs> I know. And what another thing doesn't get spoken enough about? And I don't know. At the time of recording, it's um, October twenty twenty two, and we Lee Wallace just retired. But I don't think we really speak about. I, th- I think we speak about Lee McCarthy and Lee Wallace about how they stayed with Rangers and. Um, became part of that journey. Nobody really speaks about Neil Alexander staying for that first season either. And again, this is a guy who was more than capable of being Rangers number one in the top flight. He should have went to any other club in Scotland or most likely English Championship at that point, but he stayed. Um, he was he was gutted when we didn't keep him on, and that's you know that's a different conversation for another day. But I think uh, he has to be commended for that. No, absolutely, uh, and. Like I think, but it's been, I think basically you're spot on what you said. I think it's just it doesn't it doesn't get the praise that he got because of the fact that McGregor was so good. Aye, um, no solid choice there, mate. I can get fully behind that. Um, on to the next one, mate. Um, again, when we speak about open to interpretation, this can really this is just how you take the question. Um whether it's something that happened or something that we didn't do or something that you missed or whatever, what's what's your biggest Rangers regret? Maybe another one Europa League final just do. Aye. I was I was uh, I went to the, I went to the stadium uh that uh Celica played Porto out there. Uh and see when we see the way everything was happening. Uh we Obviously, Walter, Smith, Jimmy Bell. It just it felt like the, the way we got to the final and then the way we, we taken the lead to the goal as well, one of their players slipping. I turned right my, I turned right my mate after obviously going absolutely nuts for celebrating. Uh, I turned right my mate and I says, this is your time, this is your time. And then, but, aye, it's definitely that. It's, it's definitely, I, you know, I'd always said, like my, most of my best mates are actually Celtic fans, believe it or not. But I'd always said the one thing I always regretted was the fact that they, that they just had me scored in Manchester, just Aye. because it was in the fan zone, the place where they went absolutely place where they lifted off. Uh, but I wanted to see Rangers score in the European final, like take a lead or equalise, and I got that with Joribo. But that, that walk back to get the bus, I stayed in Benidorm for five days. I went through it to Seville during the on, on the Wednesday. Uh, and it was just it was the quietest walk back ever. So I don't, I, do you know what? I would go as far as saying nothing even comes close to that. 
it's it's an interesting one because before like we we've done these ten question interviews over the last couple of years, like since we started the pod really. Um and up until recently the most common answer was always Manchester. But at the same time it was always caveated with a sense of pride that we did reach Manchester and I don't know how, how do you do you feel that with Seville? Because I mean, getting to Rangers, teams like Rangers in this day and age, aren't they meant to get to European finals, let alone take the lead? Um, do, do you have any positive emotions looking back in Seville? Well, on a personal note, I, because obviously I stayed in, I stayed in Benidorm, I, was, I went for five, I went for five days, I didn't just go for, for Seville, so... But just, one of the best parts of it was, see, they were getting the bus for the Ibrox bar in, in Benidorm. Mm-hmm. So, and we were told, because we had to go, we went the night before to find out, we went over there the night before for a couple of years before we left and on the Wednesday morning. And the, it was the place when we had to find out what time we were leaving. She said, I'd be here for six o'clock. Oh, Colin, honestly, there must have been about about three thousand people standing at singing songs <laughs> at six o'clock in the morning. Uh, even bad people, people walking by that time, look, looking, say, thinking, "What the hell is happening here?" I don't like see. I got some people not understanding it. Uh, so get people got up early. We know it's still a really sunny at that time, uh, even though it's six o'clock in the morning. I know, uh, but. Uh, it was a, it was that, that that was one of the main that was one of the best parts of the day. Seeing all those people waiting in that bu- waiting in the buses, mm-hmm. I think it was about forty buses are left there or something. And a good a good many of them wouldn't they wouldn't they have been just getting up early. Some of them would have been out for the night before, just making their way in the bus at that time in the morning. Uh, no, no, it was, no, that, that, that was brilliant. But I mean, I even Seville as well. I, I mean, I didn't see. I did think that they arranged it pretty well with the supporters. Well, they, well, they didn't they get mixed at all. Obviously, as we know about all the water and stuff like that, but I've only been to that. But the, uh, if the the two places I went, it was just it was just full of Rangers fans. I think I saw about three Frankfurt fans in total. Uh, but I think they had their own fans on as well. But uh, no, it was brilliant. I met up with all our mates, my nephew. Excuse me, my nephew met up with his mates. That uh, was brilliant. In fact, I didn't get to go to the European final way. Uh, my my brother my brother the last time she couldn't go to Manchester. Mm-hmm. The fact that we were able to go to Seville, uh, and the fact that my nephew was able to come as well. But uh, oh, no, it was it was it was a good trip. But the it was a good trip up until uh, Aaron Ramsey's penalty, and then it became uh, and then it was downhill for there. And that's what makes it sorter than Manchester. Just uh, we we matched. We matched um, Frankfurt, you know Manchester. We we would have had to have been at our top level and hope that St Petersburg had a bit of an off night because they were just a cut above us. But you know we did match them, and it's it's going to be a great what if. Um, it was just a fine margin, so no fair enough. I can see why. I I can't really I can't really argue too much with calling that your your biggest Rangers regret, mate. Uh, absolutely. So I lifting his lifting the mood back up a wee bit because I don't want to dwell on that too much. What's your favourite Rangers song? Uh, Four lads had a dream, definitely. That's the best one. I love seeing the the, the, the part I most I love of that song. Seeing uh, you see players singing it as well sometimes. Uh, the the one with Nacho Novo. It's on YouTube. 
Uh, I don't know if you've seen it. He's in a he's in a Rangers bar, and he starts singing. It may even be allowed in actually, uh, but he starts singing it with with, with some guy. Oh, it looks it's it's, it's amazing. Oh, maybe I'll maybe send you a link if you've not seen it before. But ah, I send it over. Ah, no. I'll send you over. It's brilliant. It's a so a fairly new song. Um, song really came out around about the last ten years, but. It's it's a belter and it's a cracker and it's and it's one of the first songs that the uh, you'll hear for the Union Bears as well. I think it's I think it's a favourite for many and it's I, I don't know, I, I like um what I like about it is it's a terrific chant to come for the terraces and like yeah, Spike England as well. But see the recorded version as well, the club put out, that's terrific as well, man. Aye, and it's one we kind of get fined for as well, which is good, you know. It's always a bonus, and it's podcast friendly as well. <laughs> aye, that's true. Aye. I had chose that anyway, regardless of being a podcast friendly. That was my decision, aye. regardless. No, it's brilliant, and it's talk about the talk about the players buying into that as well. And I think when Michael Beale done these ten questions as well, he picked um, four lads had a dream, and it, it was right. When when he said it's just it kind of it's a good chant and it kind of alludes to the history of the club as well. It just brings everything together. Um, so I don't, I can see why players would buy into this as well. Oh no, exactly. And like that's the big part of the reason players can buy into it and sing it as well is based on the fact that it's it's a clean song, if you like. <laughs> I know, no, that's a cracker there, mate. A cracker. So. We're going into the penultimate question here. Um, we spoke about your biggest Rangers regret. Well, this is the other side of that coin. Um, if you could relive one Rangers moment or day in your lifetime, what would it be? This is without a doubt the easiest question. I think you know what I'm going to say here, don't you? Helicopter Sunday. Helicopter Sunday. That's... Um, no, that's been an answer a couple of times here. That's nothing will ever come close to that day ever, uh, unless we do it again. I know. Um, that just shows you the. I think see helicopter Sunday and the league we won two years before. That that to me is always stuck with me with the fine margins of football, and just how. Goals do matter. Goal difference does matter, and how, regardless of how it may seem, you, you need to get over the line because it's anything can happen. Um, talk me through helicopter Sunday, man. Where were you? Whether did you watch it? Uh, I was in my local uh, at the time. It was called the Bridgewater. It's been bought over a couple of times since, but uh, the the owner actually done the smart thing. See, because both games were live, and mm-hmm. uh, Erskine's predominantly and mostly Rangers fans I think anyway uh, and he, but he he didn't put both games on he only put the Rangers one on and he was actually he's actually a Celtic fan uh, but he put he put the Rangers game on in the pub so the entire place was full of Rangers fans like you could hardly move uh, I had to stand the whole time I was there but then again no I would do that from watching a Rangers game in the pub anyway but uh, and we're all just sitting there and then see, see when the uh, see when the camera minimises to show you the goal, uh, to show you Motherwell equalising, uh, calling this place when absol- it was absolute bedlam in this place. I, uh, do you know what? I don't, I, it's getting to stage I don't want to talk about it anymore. I want to relive it that much. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
the place just went. I mean, you, you, you people, the people doing uh, cleansements and all that, and 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 and, and, and the bubble on the floor and all that. I was like, oh, what a day, what a day, man! I would do anything to relive that. What's so? What's so memorable about Helicopter Sunday at Easter Road is the. It was how that day was a complete turned out to be a complete one eighty turn on its head, roll across the emotions because not even the most optimistic Rangers fans thought we had a chance of winning the league. Um, it's even the tavern support went there just to see Rangers finish the season um, behind and behind in Celtic. Celtic on a really good run of form at that point. Nobody believed it could happen, and then. Even when Rangers went one 0 up, it was pretty much right. Okay, it's you know I it should be finishing a win, and then just that last five minutes, as you say, the first goal got to go in, and for me, I didn't even celebrate initially. It was a shock. I just couldn't comprehend that that was going to happen that day. Uh, it was yeah, an absolute absolutely. shock. And the thing is, uh, the, the good, I can still remember the commentary. Uh, I think because. It's not our game. Just kept like cause Hibsburg were going to qualify for, because uh, Hibsburg going to qualify for 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 Europe. Aye. Uh, it was just it was. I think because Hibs were going to qualify for Europe, it was basically they, they didn't know why I can see the goals. That right? Because mm-hmm. if they can see the second one, so it was just it was totally relaxed. Uh, our, our game it didn't look as if they were going to score. So it didn't look as if Hibs were going to score. Uh, and so that was, uh, oh no, that was, uh, it was, it was, it was unbelievable. I always remember Alex McLeish talking um, at a, a speaker's night um, a couple of years after, and he, he, he spoke about that. Hibs, like the results suited Hibs at that point as well. So it was just a training game at turned into, and he said the most nervous, um, he wasn't nervous about Celtic getting the, um, Again, the equaliser, whatever. He just said he he started rattling when Marvin Andrews was passing the ball out for the back. He's like, "Oh Christ, don't do it, stupid!" <laughs> oh no, but it was incredible. Oh, no, it was incredible, mate. Oh, what a day, man. Um, I, I quite happily go back to that day and do it all over again. Um, every day, and I'm on for Sundays. Good choice, my man. So, any the last question, Jamesy? Um, if you could go for a drink with one Rangers manager and one Rangers player, past or present, dead or alive, who would you take to your local and why? Can I tell you, well, I've got it as two players I'm allowed to. I'm allowed to stick it as one. Go for it. Go for it. I'll allow it. Novo in, Novo and Sunis, without a doubt. They, they, they would 100% get involved. Uh, and all the, do you know what? Because if people came up to them... Uh, or if, I took, if you took any of them, they would just get involved in all the songs, wouldn't they? Aye, they would. But what I'm just at, I think, uh, I can... <laughs> Natural Nova and Sunnis is... Uh, I'm more laughing at the 40 they two together, man. I don't know if they ever have met, but I think I'd, I'd love to be in a fly in the wall for they two talking to each other. Oh, no, I know. <laughs> they, 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 they'd be the prime people in there, but obviously, for the fact that they're, they're there, obviously, uh, famous anyway, but... Oh, Aye. no, that would be... I suppose the soon as soon as your manager as well, aye. Soon as your manager, aye. 
No, no, Tavares is, uh, is, uh, is, uh, is, uh, is one of the best managers, without a doubt. Is that the manager you're taking for, um, for the pint? Oh, I would say that's the manager I'm taking for the pint. You, just, you, can talk, you talk about Will Smith for hours, can you? Aye, and I think um, aye, I think you've got probably a good mix there. Nacho Novo's probably the, the, <laughs> the closest to being a fan as you can get and would be right in about it. But even with Sunnis and Walter Smith, taking them like the stories they could tell man and you could listen to them for hours upon hours couldn't you oh absolutely mate amazing where would you take them out into it because i i don't i don't see what smith um would have been as rowdy as maybe natural nova is it maybe a wee a wine bar or are you just taking them to a to the loudon oh no i'm no i'm definitely taking them to the loudon you never know you never know you're going to bump in in your local uh, so uh, definitely taking me a Rangers pub, mate. No, no, good choice, mate. Good choice. I've allowed two players, but no, no, I can. Uh, I'm happy with that combination. So Nacho Novo, Graham Sinus, and Walter Smith. That's a that's a that's what you call a proper combination. Aye, what a night you, you've got yourself set up for there, mate. That's um, your ten questions done, Jamesy. How how was that? Ah, no, mate, mate, excellent. Appreciate you inviting me on. No, it was good to hear your, your stories, the uh, Fallen Rangers from, from Erskine and further afield as well. Um, no, it was good, mate. Um, no, I appreciate, appreciate you having us on, Kilzer. Hi, no, thank you. And thank you to everybody who's listened. Um, as always, it's an open invitation. Please get in touch with the podcast. Um, take him on and if you want to come on and talk about your your time following Rangers answer these 10 questions you know James has came on gave 10 solid answers he's in good company with nice David Edgar Ian Durant Michael Beale and all the podders as well so come on to tell us your 10 questions because James what I love about these is I said at the start um, it could be it could be 10 fans all for the same same age group same experience following Rangers, but will be 10 different answers just because so much has happened um, over the last 30, 40 years watching Rangers, even the last 10 years, and everybody interprets different. And re- these Rangers moments f- mean different things to different people, don't they? Oh, no, absolutely, mate. But it's brilliant. I'm more than happy. And you know what? I'm also, also, I'd be more than happy to uh, join on any other, any other things. Uh, you've, you've got the podcast on, I'd be happy to. No. Join if you're if you're ever meeting anybody, uh, I listen to it every night, mate. So, uh, and hopefully, I'll get my camera fixed by then. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be taking you up in that, my man. But um, until next time, thanks for listening, everybody. We are the people.